All right, folks, the ACC came out with their 2022 media preseason projections, and, well, Boston College is projected to be near the bottom of the Atlantic. I'm going to tell you why I don't believe any of this is true, and I'll give you a little feel of where I think the conference is going on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So last week there was the ACC kickoff and the media goes down there. They make their votes and pick their projected finishing order of the conference. And as projected and as predicted, Boston College is near the bottom of the Atlantic. They were picked sixth in the Atlantic uh, division. Clemson was the runaway winner in terms of votes. They had uh, 1,080 uh, points total with 111 total first place win uh, votes. Along uh, Second was NC State with 44. Wake Forest with third. Louisville fourth. Florida State fifth. And then behind Boston College is Syracuse. So let's just talk about the Atlantic first. We'll get into the Coastal and some of the other thoughts first. So Boston College right now, the biggest question mark is is that offensive line. And and I get that. If you're a national guy looking at the Eagles and you're looking at the biggest issue each team has, th- there's a major concern when you have five brand new offensive linemen starting for a season, guys that haven't played together yet. That's a major worry, right? So I can get why they look like a more flawed team than teams like Louisville who have, you know, a great tight end, you know, an offensive line that's been together at least a little bit. They hit the the transfer portal hard. Uh, teams like Clemson that are always filled with blue bloods. And, you know, from a talent perspective, you you have to have an elite game to beat them. You get that. And then you have a team like NC State who probably has the best quarterback play right now in Devin Leary, their quarterback. So I get why... Boston College is behind these teams. That being said, this seems like the perfect year. It's been a while since Boston College has been able to take these preseason projections and say, haha, and then outdo them uh, by the end of the year. That used to happen all the time under Tom O'Brien and Jeff Jagosinski. You'd go in and there would be good teams ready to go, and then they'd be fifth or sixth. They finished third or second in the conference, in a division. So I I don't think this is out of the realm of possibilities because when you look at the Eagles, yes, the offensive line is is worrisome. But, and this is a big but here, I am not just going to easily say they can just fix this. If Boston College can get their offensive line to play at a decent level, they don't even need to be great. They're going to be good. This team is going to be good. It's not going to be a sixth place team because Phil Dracovic is enough to get you going on the offense. He's got Zay Flowers and Jalen Gill. Zay Flowers, again, is another one they're sleeping on. 
is probably one of the better wide receivers in the conference. I know there's some good ones, you know, the kid from UVA, Josh Downs from UNC. There's some good ones. At, AT uh, Perry from Wake Forest. I'm not going to trash these kids. I, I just think that Zay has his his agility and play, big playmaking ability, especially when Dracovic is throwing him the ball, puts Boston College at a whole other level. And so I'm not asking for, and you don't even need it with Dracovic to be there back there and to just you know have a clean pocket every time. He's a quarterback that if there's a mistake, say you know um, Ozzy Trapillo has an, an issue with a block, Dracovic is a quarterback that can get out of that. Right, he can he can he can use his legs to maneuver and do that. So the the offensive line only needs to be serviceable for this team to take that next step. The other piece that you need to see is the defense, as I, I talked about at length last week. The, the 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 defensive line needs to take a step up too, and they need to be able to get some pressure. And now Jeff Halfley, he was on the ACC uh, podcast, or I think it's actually a Twitter space, so it's not a podcast, uh, hosted by Andrea Adelson, usually by David Hale, but it was with Roddy Jones, uh, called Well Actually, which you know actually is A C C T U L A A L O Y, and they were talking about the pass rush with Jeff Halfley and Halfley brought up a few different things. I thought were interesting pieces of why the defense might get better. First of all, he said, uh, by the time the Georgia tech game came along last year, Sheeta Salah was really coming along and then he got hurt and, uh, he thinks that he's going to have a big season. So Salah is my pick for my guy that I'm going to be completely wrong about this year. Uh, I I've undersold so far on Josh DeBerry and Pat Garwell and have been dead wrong on both. I'm going to be dead wrong on Sheeta Salah this year. So he's one. And then he said as well that the middle of the lineup with Chibuzi and Wuka back really changes the, the complexion of that defensive line because he is so he, he has the ability to get after it. Now I'm not sure that that's enough as much as Halfley wants to think it is, to get this defensive line to the next level. But it just needs, again, just needs to take a step up because their their rankings in pass rush was pretty bad. That that was more worrisome. The rushing the rushing defense for BC is, is worrisome as well. But I put a lot of that on the fact that the offense just couldn't get off the, stay on the field. I think if, if Dracovic and, and that offense can keep going, the, 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 the running, run defense won't get tired. They'll get better. They'll, that's not a big issue. So those two things... I think those are the, it. It's not that out of the realm of possibility that BC is going to finish higher than this. I I see it. I don't. I don't agree with the hate on BC because I I think Dave DeGuglielmo will get that defense offensive line to a solid spot. There's too much talent there for them to be a train wreck this year and be a detriment for the Eagles. Um, and I just think BC's better than some of these teams, like Florida State. Yeah, I know they get good athletes. I'm not a big fan of them. I think they could beat them. Uh, Louisville, you know, they barely beat BC last year with Dennis Grossell. You know, they, 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 BC held on for a while, but a healthy Djokovic, I think they would have beat Louisville last year. So I think there's, there's opportunities here for BC to finish higher than six. And you know what? It's the preseason. It's fun. These things are stupid, right? They're all dumb. So that was just my thoughts on that. In a moment, I'm going to get into what I think about these, the, the, my projections for the ACC itself. Where I think the conference is going to go, where I think the the winner is going to be, and where the coastal is going to go as well. You're going to want to hear my thoughts on that in just a moment. Now, LinkedIn is the place to be. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs hosts 
helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond in the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small business Businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So again, we're talking ACC Media Day predictions and it's uh, and. I think there's a reason to agree with a lot of what they have to say. Um, you know, when you got a team like Clemson, it's hard to 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 not put them number one because I think one of the the storylines that's going to come out of the ACC this year is that defensive line that they have. You know, between Murphy and Breezy and and some of the other kids that they have on that defensive line, Clemson's going to have a defense that's going to be one of the best, if not the best, in the country this year. And it's going to make it very hard for some of these other teams to move the ball. That being said, if I'm going to be put on the spot right now, if I was to pick the winner of the Atlantic, I'm not picking Clemson. Because I still am not sold on their offense. If DJ Uagagale is going to be their quarterback, I still don't... I'm not... I need to see more out of him because he was very disappointing last year. And yes, guys can grow. But he just looks so raw that I'm not sure he's going to be the answer for them. And they may go for their true freshman or redshirt freshman, Gabe uh, Gabe Klubniak, who's a five-star quarterback. If they go to him early, my projections change quick because he reminds me a lot of some of these elite quarterbacks that go through our conference, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson. I hate bringing him up, but, you know, guys like that, really good quarterbacks. Um, and it could be a game changer for Clemson. If Dabo does not see what he needs to see quickly in DJ and goes to him quickly, it goes to uh, the, the youngster quicker, that team could be dangerous. And then I might think that. But I get this feeling, just listening to Dabo talk, and he brought DJ to to the media days, that he's going to stick with him too long and that they're going to lose a game that they shouldn't lose. And that could be the difference between them winning the, the division and losing the division. Because I my pick to win the, the Atlantic is not Boston College. I saw someone, I, I joked about it on Twitter that someone voted for BC to win the conference. And hey, I'm not doubt, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing on anyone who did that because, uh, you know, as a guy who covers it, I'd love to see it happen. And, you know, this has got, they've got some pieces that make them a very exciting team. They're not my pick for this year though. My pick is an NC State. I think NC State's going to win the Atlantic. I think they're going to beat Clemson. And I think they'll they're gonna they're gonna possibly be uh, they're gonna be a New Year's Six bowl team this year. Um, they've got their are you know their all all pro all American whatever you want to call it linebacker Peyton Wilson coming back. I know he was out for mo- all almost all of last year. And I, I I am sold on Devin Leary as their quarterback as as one of the elites. Um, I I said I've said on all, uh, locked on ACC that I don't think he is NFL caliber. 
and I just don't think he does anything super like elite, but he does so many things well that he could. And he could be good enough to win the conference. So my pick to win the conference is going to be NC State. And I'm not going to get into where I picked Boston College yet because I need to see some practice going on. I need to see where the Eagles are. And if you're a listener of Lockdown Boston College, you're going to get a treat because I am going down to practices throughout most of August. And I'll get a chance to watch some of these practices and give you kind of um, hopefully, I don't know how much practice I'll get to watch, but it'll give me a better feel and, and more of an insider view of where the Eagles are at. Now, the Coastal... Is, it's always up for grabs. And I think it's even more so up for grabs between three teams this year. I think there's three teams to really watch for to win the Coastal. And that the, the big one, the one that everyone's going to be talking about, is Miami. Now, Miami, you know, they're the hot topic of this postseason. They have a new – you know, they, they, they've got their swagger back with, you know, a new coach in Mario Cristobal. They surrounded him, you know, with – Josh Gaddis, the best offensive coordinator in the country. They got um, Kevin Steele from, uh, you know, he's got a ton of SEC backgrounds as their defensive coordinator. They've got positional coaches that are up the, uh, that are very talented. They 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 nailed the the transfer portal and they surrounded it around what arguably one of the hottest quarterbacks in the country and Tyler Van Dyke. So there's a very good possibility that Miami is going to win the Coastal. And they're my pick. I, I I I, how many times have we joked about the U being back? And every time it happens, they fall flat on their face. I'm gonna go ahead and really, you know, go out there and say that they're they're back. They're they're very much back, and they're finally taking football seriously in Coral Gables. And that that attention to how to make a good team back to an elite, legendary team, I think, is gonna really catch on. You're seeing it on the recruiting trail as they're starting to get, you know, five-star recruits that they haven't been able to get in the last 15, 20 years. It's going to really start to cycle for them. And I think this year is going to be the first big year for for Miami. I like them to win it. And I think second place for me is Pitt. Um, I know Pitt lost Jordan Addison. They lost um, uh, Kenny Pickett, their quarterback. And they lost their uh, offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, who just got... Uh, run over by Pat Narduzzi at a press conference when he said that Whipple ran the ball too much or didn't run the uh, didn't run the ball enough, and so they have Frank Signetti, Boston College's former offensive coordinator. I, I think they're good enough for second. I don't think they're going to win it. You know they've got Keaton, Keaton Slovis, their new quarterback, who's a transfer from USC. They're going to be an exciting team. I like the I like the Coastal now. In our final segment, I'm going to give you my two picks, or I'll actually give you three picks. For teams, I think that are not going to be very good in the, in the ACC this year. I'll give you my picks for two that are going to probably end up with new coaches, and we'll go from there. This is locked on Boston College. AJ Black. Uh, funny thing, if you if you follow us, you can follow us on any um, social media account. We have Twitter at locked on BC or AJ Black underscore BC. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, and I'd like to announce that we are now on TikTok. Um, I know a lot of younger people, like you know, college students and such, uh, use TikTok more than Twitter and stuff. So I wanted to uh, reach out to more get to to build our audience. So if you are a TikTok user, just looked up Locked On BC. I have our first uh, our first video up on there. It's just a little quick thing, and I'm going to use it more often. I'll use little clips of the show, um, you know, videos from when I'm at the games or at practice, things like that. Just little funny tidbits. You're going to like it. It's If you're not a uh, TikTok user, super easy to use. I'm still learning it too. Just sign up and look up Locked On BC and, be, and, and follow us on there. So 
I, you know, we're looking at these this media um, the the media rankings that came out today by the ACC media. Boston College finishing in sixth out of seventh, but with one first place vote, so we can't you can't dismiss that, right? Well, what are the who are the teams that I think are going to have a, a tough year? Because as mu- as much as the roses look rosy for a lot of programs in the ACC, and everyone's really really happy about uh, you know their quarterback or how their future looks. This is August. This is, you know, optimism runs high at this point of the year. But things are not going to get that way for everybody. Something's going to happen, and you're, I'm sure we're gonna, the ACC will lose a coach or two. And here are my three teams I think that are going to struggle. First of all is Duke. Duke plays Boston College, so that's, that's, a, that's a positive for the Eagles. I think Duke is going to have a real hard time this year because they don't have much left. Mike Elko, their new uh, coach, I like a lot, and I think it's a good fit for Duke. He's a defensive-minded coach on a program that hasn't had much offense uh, since Daniel Jones left many moons ago. So I think this is going to be a rebuilding year for Duke. I don't think they're going to be very competitive. I think you know they just got to kind of dig in and, and, and hope to build something there. I just don't think it'll be this year. So Duke is one team I'm not looking at as a much as much of a um, – competitor this year now the next two uh actually i'll give you the next one because it's not a big of a shock is georgia tech georgia tech is actually uh surprising i've seen a lot of love for their new their quarterback jeff sims who we saw play against bc last year and didn't do all that well um i think this is the swan song for jeff collins i think i uh, the yellow jackets have set themselves up with a brutal schedule that includes opening the season against clemson they get old miss ucf Pitt, Duke, Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Miami, UNC, and Georgia. So they have potentially uh, some of the best teams. (laughs) I think they have the toughest schedule in the conference easily. And I'm looking at that schedule, and I don't see more than three wins for for Georgia Tech. Three and nine, I think, for them. And if they go three and nine again, I know you you may want to say, okay, so maybe Collins just ran into a tough year. But... Next year, it's going to get it's basically the same thing because Clemson is one of their cross, uh, you know, their permanent opponents. So Georgia Tech is kind of screwed there. They need to do something. And if Jeff Collins can't get them wins or get them competitive, then you need to make a move. So I think Collins is gone after this year. I just don't see I don't see Georgia Tech doing all that much. And I think it's going to be an end end of the end of the roads for the head coach of the Yellow Jackets. So that's one team. The other team I'm still not sold on is Syracuse. And I've seen some people, I saw a couple of the people I like following, I think it was Keith Wynn who covers Louisville, saying that he really likes Syracuse. I, I, you know, Sean Tucker is very good. Their running back is very good. And he is a game changer. He, you know, he's to the level of like an A.J. Dillon, where he can break off a run at any point. He's incredibly hard to bring down. Um, But that being said, I don't think there's enough around him to do much. And... Their defense is is decent. They're you know they don't have a quarterback. Garrett Schrader. I don't you know I know he did some stuff against BC last year, but BC was playing on one leg last year, so that wasn't. That was, I don't really uh, put that into consideration. Um, I think this is going to be the end of the year, end of the road for Dino Babers, and I think um, Syracuse is going to struggle this year. I don't. I you know they're going to they could win some games with with Tucker trying to control the clock, but. When you have a running back like that against a conference that is loaded with quarterbacks that can move the ball a lot faster than he can run it, um, I just don't see them 
winning many of those games. So I think Syracuse is going to struggle this year. A team that I'm kind there's a couple teams that I'm still kind of on the fence about, and I need to see what they look like. Florida State's one. Um, I need to see where the culture is with that program because I am not. I know they beat BC last year, and everyone's going to jump on me for that, but they still don't seem like the same Seminoles team that you know you saw 15 years ago. And I want to see where they go with that. Louisville's another one. I, everyone seems to love Malik Cunningham right now. And I don't see him as an elite quarterback. And I need to see why people think that. Um, I see him as a great runner. Um, he can make some throws here and there. But is he elite? We'll have to wait and see. So that's my thoughts. And as I said, later this summer, I will give you where I think Boston College is going to finish. I'll give you all my predictions. I'm probably going to have Mitch on and we'll both talk about it together. Um, but I don't. I'm not going to give it now. I don't want to give it now. That's for another conversation. You know, I'm going to be going back to five days a week with you guys starting next week. So I need <laughs> I need content to fill this. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be tons of stuff to talk about. But I'm going to have a whole conversation about that closer to the Rutgers kickoff. And so this is AJ Black. Just some little quick news items as I'm recording this. Zach Yamuchi, um, the offensive lineman from um, Bishop Gorman in Nevada. He's a class of 2022 recruit. He just committed to Stanford. He had Boston College and Stanford as his last two. He just announced I figured he was going to end up there. Name to watch for is Brandon Solis, another offensive lineman from Lipscomb Academy in Tennessee, another powerhouse program. He might be the one that they go for or land in the uh, next recruiting class. So this is AJ Black. If you like me, follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can also uh, enjoy my work at Eagle Insider. I'm the editor and publisher there. We go in there full time starting on August 1st. So I'll be, I'm still balancing between SI and, and 247 until that date. Um, and on August 1st, you'll get to get all my content over there. So I hope you hit the subscribe button over there, become a member, and enjoy my work. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again soon.